Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. created us for intimacy with himself, but we struggle in our movement towards that intimacy, longing for something more. This is The Soul Struggle with Janet Gosman, helping you identify the struggle, what brought you there, and how to move through it towards the intimacy with God our soul longs for. Welcome to The Soul Struggle. I am Janet Gosman, and I received my Bible and counseling degrees from Multnomah Noma Bible College, and Western Seminary, Seattle. I am a biblical counselor and an international speaker. As a counselor, I specialize in abuse issues, depression, and anxiety. I also work with codependency and boundary issues. Today on The Soul Struggle, I will be interviewing Ruth, not her real name. Ruth is a former client, and we will be recollecting the abuse she experienced growing up. Her ultimate journey and her ultimate journey toward healing and restoration. So let me begin the interview, Ruth, by asking you, why did you come for counseling? Well, I'd been working with um, single moms for 27 years, and I kept hearing my story over and over and over again. And I kept, I would even cry through, through an interview when I'd interview somebody because I could feel their hurt. And uh, the closer it was to my story, the worse it was for me. And I would start crying in the interview. Mm. Wow. And didn't realize that I had a problem of my own until the Lord said, you're the one that needs help. Okay, great. So in that process of hearing stories, what kind of feelings were you having? I mean, through your through hearing this and through your childhood, and what kind of feelings had come up in your life? Um, fear, anger, um, torment. Mm. Torment was a big one because mm. I was physically and emotionally abused. Okay. So... Tell me about your home life growing up. Let's talk a little bit about that. Start with what happened when you were born. Well, when I was born, my mother didn't want to have anything to do with me. She handed me, or the doctor handed me to my dad. My dad named me. And, um, of course, from that point, I became a daddy's girl. And she just rejected me. She not only rejected me in the natural, but she rejected me um, when she was carrying me. Mm. And when you reject a child when they're carried, that, that goes all through your life until you deal mm-hmm. with it. Because mm-hmm. that baby knows everything. Mm. 
Yeah. So what kind of words did you receive growing up, like positive, negative? That I was stupid. I was ugly. I would never amount to anything. I would never go anywhere. Um, I was ugly. Hmm. Um, and that, that made me very bitter. It made me criticize myself. It made me... Um, I, I felt overwhelmed. Um, but I think the biggest thing was, and the rejection, but the biggest thing was when I looked in the mirror, I, I, I saw an ugly face. Mm. Mm. So what was home life like growing up? Well, I was beaten almost every day. I don't remember, I don't remember from the time I was a little girl my aunts and uncles told me most of things, but I didn't rem start remembering anything until I was in my later grade school years, mm -hmm. but mostly my teenagers. Um, I was beaten almost every morning. I was tormented. I was at the dinner table. If I wasn't supposed to say anything, if somebody asked me something, she kicked me underneath the table. She stuck a fork in my back. Um, mm -hmm. It just went on and on and on. I mean, it never it never stopped. Okay. Mm. So, um, yeah, you told me once that uh, that mom would lie about you. Oh, you really want to bring up those feelings, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my mother would lie about me and tell my dad that I stole money or I did this or I did that, and my dad would come home. And she'd tell him these things, and he'd get mad at me. Sometimes he'd spank me, mm. but he was never harsh. Um, but, yeah, she was, she was quite the liar all the way through mm. her life. Mm. Mm. So another one I want to ask you about is the broken nose. Well, we were in Riverside, California uh, at my grandparents' for Christmas, and my mother was washing my hair in the sink. And I was crying, mm. and so she just pushed my head into the sink and broke my nose. And how did she explain that? She explained it that I accidentally hit, hit my nose, and of course it was bleeding, and it was beginning to swell, and nobody really thought anything of it that I ever heard of. Mm. Mm. Hmm. And I didn't really get it. I didn't get it fixed until I was, she wouldn't fix it. I didn't get it fixed until I was in my early 20s after I'd already had two kids. Mm. So when it broke, it wasn't, it didn't? No, my, no. My nose was crooked. Mm. Wow. So you were married and? I was married and had two kids. And you finally got it fixed. So what were your feelings about mom? Oh, I hated her. I kept telling people that if I had a shotgun, I'd blow her away. Strong feelings. Rage. Really? Yes. A lot of rage. So did that, were the other siblings affected by this? Or? Um, my sister and one brother were not affected. They were totally in a different realm. Mm. They were very involved in everything. Um, my little brother tried to be my protector. Mm. 
And even up until a year ago, he was alcoholic because he kept trying to protect me. Mm. But now he's free of that. Mm. Good. Good. He saw me get free. Mm. And he did come to you for a few right. sessions. Right. But... Um, he is free of that now, and he's a totally different person. He's my brother now. Well, before, mm. he was totally different. Mm. So did she ever let you do anything special? I mean... I never got to go to any dances. Nothing. So, I would, as far as I was concerned, my high school years were just a blur. Mm. I got beat every morning. Mm. Went to school. Came home, did my homework, did whatever work I had to do. I, my, it was a Cinderella story. It was like, if I can't find something for her to do, I'll stick her in the back porch and just give her the newspaper and let her read. I was not involved in the family. Mm. It was like I was shunned. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then... My dad would come out and get me. So why don't you come and watch TV with us? I mean, sometimes I think he was oblivious, but I don't think he was. Um, but my mom told me that he ever asked me to come in and watch TV with him, I had to close my eyes. So I would sit there with my eyes closed. Of course, that would make my dad mad. So it was like a drama city constantly. I was, I was never free to be me. Mm-hmm. 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 So you grew up as an adult. Yes, I grew up very responsible. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know what childhood was like. So um, I grew up very responsible and a workaholic. And everything had to be done right the first time. Mm. And which put a lot of pressure on me. I became a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is not good. <laughs> right. So I'm going to ask, was there sexual abuse? What was that? I'm going to ask, was there sexual abuse? Yes. And that's another thing my brother had to deal with because he saw my dad coming out of my room and go into the restroom. And so he didn't ask me about this until about five years ago when his doctor told him that he needed to work on himself and get those things out of himself that were tormenting him. Mm-hmm. So he came over to talk to me about it, and I mm-hmm. told him what was true. But it also validated that it really was true mm-hmm. because... I don't remember a lot. Right, right. Right. But he carried the guilt trying to be your protector, and he couldn't protect you. Oh, yeah. He he tried to protect me, but there was no protection. Mm -hmm. And I asked Mm -hmm. him one day, how how come you didn't get hit? He says, oh, yeah, my mom tried to hit me, but but I just put my arms up and wouldn't let her do it. Mm. So... In all of this, what was your view of yourself? How did you see yourself? 
well, like I said before, I saw myself as no good. I saw myself as, I was very shameful. Um, I had no power. Mm -hmm. I was ugly. I wasn't ever going to amount to anything. You know, it's like my it's like my life was dead. There wasn't anything to be in my life. It was just going to be the same old thing. What about fear? Oh, I had a lot of fear. I think fear tor tormented me for years and years. I would say the two the two things I had to really fight was torment and fear because I was attacked by those things all the time. So you just had no positive picture of yourself at all? Oh, no. No, I was ugly. Okay. <laughs> so in all of this, what was your picture of God? Well, I always knew there was a God. Never denied there was a God. I knew there was mm -hmm. a God. But I, I kept wondering why he didn't protect me. But I was thinking about this last night, and my own dad didn't protect me. Right. So my view of God was my dad. Mm-hmm. That's often the case. It's often the case. So what was the result of the abuse as you moved into your adult years? How did that manifest itself? How did it show itself? Well, I became a social alcoholic. Um, I even tried to commit suicide with Valium. Mm. It's... I had gone into the hospital to have my, I had had a hysterectomy, but they had to do one more surgery, take out another ovary. And I was in this this uh, uh, room with another woman that I didn't even know. And when I went home, she called my, my doctor and said, this woman's going to commit suicide. Really? She was a Christian. Hmm. You know, and... Um, that's what saved my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Hmm. So none of that worked for you? No. <laughs> no. It's like I told a girl the other day, honey, you can do as many drugs as you want. But the next morning when you wake up, it's still going to be there. That's right. So what began the turnaround for you? I think that the turnaround for me was one day the Lord told me, you need to get your stuff together. It's time for you to get counseling. Okay. So did you go to church? Did you have any church background oh. at all? Well, I did go to a local church. Um, and somebody invited me that I went to school with. And the pastor was talking about repentance, um, forgiveness, and that I, and that you need to be saved. And I, I felt a, a stirring inside of me. I didn't really know what it was. But I knew I needed to go forward. Mm. And I did. And I got saved. And I got baptized. But nobody told me that to know God, you needed to read the Bible. Or that um, you could have a relationship with God. Mm. So I went back to doing my same old things. I mean, I didn't know I thought, okay, I'm saved. I'm going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Well, no, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So no real personal relationship with Jesus at that point, although you had gotten saved. Yeah. But there wasn't any uh, growth or no. any growing at all. No. Okay. So you continued on just doing the same old things. I did. Until one day, my husband, I was married then, my husband said, I'm going to go to church. Uh, my past, he, he worked with his pastor. And um, I said, that's okay for you. Mm. You know, I was just so angry. I didn't want to even talk to God. Um, <clears throat> but while he was gone, I was listening to an evangelist on TV that was really talking about explain forgiveness, explain salvation, explained it all. Mm. I found myself on, on the floor crying. Mm. And I told my husband, I'll go with you next week. Mm. So <laughs> my pastor still laughs about this. So I, I had been in sales all my life. So I had won mink and leather coats. I had won diamond rings. I had won a lot of stuff. And so I walked in and they're all in, in jeans and t-shirts. <laughs> and so I felt totally embarrassed, totally mm. intimidated. We sat in the back, and somebody tried to make me feel comfortable by bringing me a Bible because they were singing a song out of the Bible. And so um, after we left there that day, I said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go back there. There's something really funny feeling there, and I just don't know what it is. you know. Mm. But I went back. And about into about a month, I was sitting in my chair, and I started shaking. Mm. I mean shaking. Mm. Mm. And I don't know how I got up, but I got up and I went forward. And I looked at my pastor, and he smiled at me and went, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. took his head. And I really started crying, and he held me for a while while I cried. And I cried. Until... My old heart, my old heart, left. And a new heart come in. Mm. That day, I was born again. Mm. Oh. I had had a transformation. And then I knew God was God. All of a sudden, I knew what baptism was, mm. and so I told my pastor, "I want to get baptized today." He mm. says, "Okay." Hmm. So, yeah, so you got saved, and then you began doing some volunteering, and you got some mm -hmm. counselor training, and you said earlier that you just kept hearing your own story over and over as you yes. worked with girls. You began working with gal girls, right? Yes, yes. And you started even bringing them into your home. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you listened, you kept hearing your own story as you interviewed them. Yes. And that's, you said that earlier. So, and you said that one day your mom said, I mean, you heard the Lord say. You need to get counseling. Mm. And you need to go see Janet. Okay. And I said, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we kind of tried to talk and figure out how we met, but I know that I was doing some counseling with the gals that you were working with. And uh, so you came to see me, and how did that go? Well, the first thing you wanted me to do, well, you took family history, and then after that you wanted me to get in touch with my feelings, and I thought, oh, yeah, really. 
I don't want to get in touch with my feelings. That's what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the type of person that starts something and doesn't finish it. So I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So you cooperated. Yes, I did. It was hard work, wasn't it? It was very hard. A lot mm-hmm. of tears. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And we went through a book. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we did go through a book. <laughs> that book is very awesome, but it makes you think. It makes you dig down deep inside of you. Mm-hmm. But I think when you told me I had to do th- three different charts, <laughs> I go, I, I'm i thinking to myself, I'm not a kid. Why do I have to do a chart? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. right. But I did. And the first chart was supposed to be what my family looked like to me. Mm, a collage. Mm-hmm. Well, it was completely dark. Everything on it was completely dark. Mm. And there was even a bulldozer digging up a grave. Mm. I mean, and a mom and dad that were very bad. But the whole chart was just black. I mean, just really dark. And that really made me look at what my life really was. And not only did I cry in your office, but I went home and cried sometimes for hours. I believe that. Right. And your second chart, your second collage. The second collage was how I saw myself, mm. you know, and then words that were spoken to me. And um, I found out a lot about myself. I found out I do a lot of criticizing on myself. I found out that um, I was overwhelmed a lot. Mm. I was... Um, Negative, very, very negative. I was very controlling um, because I had to take, I had to take my life and do something with it. So I controlled my life, and then I tried to control other people because my life wasn't in control. Mm. Mm. So I didn't have a very pretty picture of myself. Wow. So during this time, as you went through counseling. Uh, tell me about your relationship with your mom. It was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't have much of a relationship. Um, in fact, I was thinking about this last night. I did walk away from my family for five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to get away. And that's when I started to grow because I was just so angry. And it just kept, every time I went there, it just kept putting more and more stuff in me. Right. And, um, so, so your mom, time, your mom was ill too, wasn't she? Yes, she was very sick. Yes, she was. And I wasn't helping. Okay. So your brother was taking care of her. My but brother you was doing okay. all the work, yes. And he asked me to help, and I said, can't do it. Okay. So when that started going on and then you started getting the counseling and you were going Mm -hmm. through that so what started to change well I started to change and I started to see that I really needed to let go of the bitterness Mm -hmm. and that if I was ever going to have a relationship with my mom it was going to be me changing 
And I don't know exactly whether it was the last month or the last two weeks, but I felt that bitterness as I let go of it. I just felt it wash right off of me. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, Mm -hmm. literally it was gone. And I called my brother and I says, okay, I'll help. I basically took over because um, he was pretty busy. And so I started taking her back and forth to to the hospital and being with her a lot and never thought about what she did to me. It was gone. Three minutes left. Oh. What happened is that she started giving me things and trying mm. to pay me back. And um, But my main mission was to... Uh, with salvation. Hmm. And so I, one day I went into what she called me at 545 in the morning and she said, I want to go home. And I says, what do you mean about home? I want to go home. I says, you can't, you're sick. She says, no, I want to go home. Well, Hmm. what do you mean by home? I want to go to heaven. I says, oh, no, 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 no. You are not (laughs) ready for heaven. So you need to wait until I get there. So I got there and I sat down beside her and I said, let's talk about the Lord. And she said, well, I've always been a good person. I says, you have not. Oh. And she just kind of looked at me, and I said, but we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I gave her the gospel. And I didn't hear anything from her, so I went over mm-hmm. and sat down. I, I thought she went to sleep. All of a sudden, she opened her mouth, and she said, God, forgive me for doing this, for this, for this, for the way I treated my children. And she just repented, and she she got the Lord. She cried, didn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the best thing I ever saw. She truly repented. Yes. Yeah. So, from a a woman that hated her mother to a woman that gets healed, Mm -hmm. real healing, and then being able to go back to your mom, and all that bitterness and all that anger is gone, and then to love her and lead her to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's amazing. That's just amazing. The whole family was shocked. They all came up and gave me hug after hug after hug at the funeral. They couldn't believe it because they kept telling me, you're living a dream. She's never going to repent. Well, your story tells me, and I'm sure tells other people, that there is hope. Yes, there is. There is hope. And forgiveness ultimately opens the door to internal peace. Yes, because you did not have any peace during those years that you were struggling because unforgiveness and bitterness leaves us in turmoil and we have no peace. No. But when you forgave and you let all of that go, you came to peace. Yes. And then because the peace of God and the love of God is flooding through you, now you are free then to reach out to your mom. Yes. What an amazing story. What an amazing story. And my brother said, you need to put her on the will. And Mm. she said, okay. So your mom put you on the will and you hadn't been on the will at all before? No, I hadn't. Wow. That's an amazing story. 
Well, thank you, Ruth, for sharing with us today. I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Soul Struggle with Janet Gosman. Janet is an international speaker and biblical counselor in the Portland metro area, specializing in depression, anxiety, and abuse issues. To contact Janet, call 503-658-6639. That's 503-658-6639. Visit her website for more information and resources at soulstruggle.com. Soulstruggle.com. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.